In this bulletin, former Indigenous Affairs Minister Ken Wyatt quits the Liberal Party over its stance on the voice to Parliament. New South Wales Premier Chris Mintz rules out a cap on rent increases. And Israel launches airstrikes on Gaza in retaliation to rocket salvo. Former Indigenous Affairs Minister Ken Wyatt has quit the Liberal Party over its stance on the voice to Parliament referendum. The party has reportedly accepted the resignation from Mr Wyatt, who was the nation's first Aboriginal person to hold the Indigenous Australians' portfolio. Mr Wyatt told the West Australian, I still believe in the Liberal Party values, but I don't believe in what the Liberals have become. Meanwhile, one of the architects of the Uluru Statement from the Heart has launched a blistering attack on the Liberal Party after its leader announced they would formally oppose the Indigenous Voice referendum. Academic Noel Pearson says he believes the Liberals will bring the country to shame but that the referendum will still succeed without their support. They will bring the country to shame. Dutton is, is trying to bury the Uluru statement. He's trying to kill it off in the next six months. He's trying to bury Uluru, um, but I don't think he will succeed. The Australian Council of Social Services, ECOS, has welcomed the progress towards a voice to Parliament. ECOS Chief Executive Officer Cassandra Goldie says they are excited to finally see work commenced six years after the Uluru statement from the heart came out. Let's listen, let's make sure that we walk this road towards this referendum um, in solidarity with First Nations people to deliver a yes vote. Uh, There is no question for us that the right vote is to vote yes. Ms Goldie says it's important to start having conversations with First Nations leaders, family and friends to give momentum to the referendum. Native title owners say the South Australian government hasn't consulted widely enough in their development of a state voice to parliament. Native title services supports native title groups to get land recognition and offer support during the process. South Australian Native Title Services Chief Executive Officer Keith Thomas says it's very important that there is a state voice to parliament but says they are concerned about the model and the structure. Our concerns are that they haven't engaged with the native title sector at all. That means that um, it should have been the native title groups who formed at least the local level within that structure because they're the ones who have won their native title rights. They've gone through a whole lengthy legal process to be recognised as the traditional owners of that country and now they're going to go through a process where other people will be speaking and advising over over that country. Mr Thomas says some native title owners will be disenfranchised from the process because they are stolen generations and leave interstate after being taken away from their own country. The ancient McDonald ranges outside Alice Springs have been lit up with Aboriginal designs at the occasion of the Pajima Light Festival. The 10-day free event is a celebration of Aboriginal culture and Central Western Desert art featuring light installations, music, dance, film, talks and workshops. The festival's theme for 2023 is Listening with Heart, a plea as Australia approaches the vote on a constitutionally enshrined First Nations voice to Parliament.
The centerpiece of this year's light installations was inspired by the artwork surrounding the 2017 Uluru Statement from the Heart, with python shapes from the statement's design snaking across the landscape. Curator Roda Roberts said the event was significant in the context of the referendum. New South Wales Premier Chris Mintz has ruled out a cap on rent increases. Addressing the massive rise in rents across the Greater Sydney area, Mr Mintz said he cannot produce miracles and has decided against regulating. He said he will focus instead on supply and vote to create more housing, which he says should in majority be provided by the private sector. Chris Means claims that the crisis has been going on for years and that he cannot provide a short-term solution. He made the announcement at a graduation ceremony while surrounded with essential workers and younger people whom he recognized, he recognized are the first affected by the explosion of rents. Chris Means concluded that without action on supply, a generation of young people will be lost. Labour was recently brought back to power in New South Wales and campaigned on an increase of high-density housing near transport hubs, especially in the western part of Sydney. China is reiterating its concerns regarding Australia's nuclear submarine agreement with the United States made under the AUKUS alliance. Under the agreement signed last week by Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, Australia is set to receive eight nuclear-powered submarines from the U.S. from 2030. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin urged the three allies to change course. The United States, Britain and Australia are running an Anglo-Saxon cabal, pushing hard for nuclear submarine cooperation and coercing the International Atomic Energy Agency to endorse it. China has stated its grave concern and firm opposition. The Israeli military said it has struck targets in the Gaza Strip following a day of rocket fire from the Palestinian territory and from Lebanon. Warplanes flying overhead and explosions were heard in Gaza this morning just after midnight local time. This comes shortly after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu promised a strong response to rockets fired at Israel. It was not immediately clear what was targeted. In Sudan, hundreds of protesters took to the streets of the capital Khartoum yesterday to protest attempts by the country's military to maintain their rule. Security forces met the demonstrations in Khartoum with tear gas and stun grenades. No injuries were immediately reported. The Sudanese military took power after a coup in 2021. Talks are ongoing between the military rulers and pro-democracy opposition about a transition to civil rule. But the talks have met with a deadlock, and the expected signature of a settlement between the two sides has been postponed for the second time. Abu Bakr Mustafa, a protester and member of the Khartoum Resistance Committees, says protesters reject the settlement in any case. On the anniversary of April the 6th, the great anniversary of the Sudanese revolution, the great December revolution, and coinciding with the current political situation and the framework agreement, most of us in the street do not agree with the framework agreement and do not go along with it. 
Nearly two-thirds of Australians have decided to stay home this Easter due to cost-of-living pressures. According to a survey commissioned by Tourism and Transport Forum, 40% of the Australians who are staying home are unable to afford accommodation or travel expenses. Of the 36% who will be travelling, most will stay in their home state. Forum Chief, Exec- Chief Executive Officer Maggie Osmond says it's a concerning situation for tourism operators who are still struggling to recover from the pandemic. The really important part about this is while things are a lot better than they were 12 months ago, this cost of living issue is really going to impact for the industry and it is way too early for anyone to say that the tourism industry has recovered. We will be uniquely vulnerable if there is a significant drop in domestic travel because we still don't have international travellers back at the level we need. And to sports in football, Carlton will hope to fix up their woes in front of goal as they aim to continue their undefeated start to the AFL season against North Melbourne in round four. The Blues have two wins and a draw from their three games, but their ability to learn the killer blow has come into question after they coughed up a late lead in their draw against Richmond and then led GWS keep last weekend's clash close despite dominating large portions. Carlton's accuracy was a major flaw against the Giants, kicking a woeful 9-20 and needing a gift-let goal via a controversial descent-free kick to hold on for a 10-point win. Blues boss Michael Voss said returning to Marvel Stadium was unlikely to make the difference. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, partly cloudy 26, Perth, a shower 225, Adelaide, much the same 22, Melbourne, showers and a possible storm on the top of 20. Top of 19, not 29. It's much cooler in Melbourne. And Hobart, showers 21. Albury, Wodonga, cloudy 17. Canberra, much the same, 19. Wollongong, showers and a possible storm, 23 degrees. Sydney, similar conditions, 24. Newcastle, still showers and a possible storm, 26. Brisbane, the same, 27. Townsville, partly cloudy, 31. Cairns, possible shower, 32 degrees. Alice Springs, a sunny day, 30. Darwin, showers and a possible storm, 32 degrees. And at Straight Islands, a partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 